0: Yo, yo, yo!
1: What up, Thought Warriors? Welcome ho, to high- ho, ho!
0: That's what ho, you ho, should Ho, ho, That's what I should say?
1: You guys can't see it if you're listening to the audio by itself, but I am wearing a Santa hat for today's episode, okay? Uh, this is Higher Learning. Obviously, I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. Um, listen, uh, low-energy intro, but that's okay. I, I, I'm going to explain why I'm wearing a Santa hat real quick, because Rachel came in. It's because... This is why I'm wearing a Santa hat.
0: Please, and it tells you why? A little, yes. A,
1: a little bit that you need to know about me is before the podcast started, I asked, asked, I asked, I didn't ask. That's how I know. asked, I asked uh, Jackson, uh, one of the producers of Higher Learning. By the way, shout out to our team, Jackson, Jordan, and Isaiah. Yes. Keep us sounding and looking good every single week. I, I asked jo- uh, Jackson if it would if I should wear a Santa hat. And he said, no. And that's, so I said, and then, so then I asked Jordan if I should wear the Santa hat. Jordan said, no. Isaiah came on. I said, Isaiah, what do you think about the Santa hat? I'm thinking in my mind, if he says no, I'm going to get the fucking hat. He said, no. And I went and got the hat and I feel better from having defied all of them.
0: But why, man? Why? Why are we wearing a Santa hat? That's what people really want to know.
1: Well, I'm wearing a Santa hat, okay, because... I want to feel festive. Uh oh. Santa hats make me feel good. It makes me, it harkens back to my childhood. And you know what? Also, how about this? I'm wearing the Santa hat because I, as a child, dreamed of the day where I too could do shit and not have anyone tell me anything about it. My dad used to say, close the refrigerator door. You're air conditioning in the whole neighborhood. That statement <laughs> is stupid. That makes no sense. You just wanted it closed because you wanted it closed. Well, now it's my house. And I would have damn set a hat uh, Well, go ahead and I open the to.
0: refrigerator then. I, I uh, might, just do I it might, all.
1: I might. I might do whatever <laughs> I want to do. You're wearing a hat too. What, like you're I'm wearing a scarf? I'm not
0: wearing a hat. I'm wearing a scarf on my head. Why? I'm wearing a scarf because I'm in the middle of a process, okay? I took out my braids, my box braids, okay. and uh, I'm getting them redone tomorrow. So, as we like to say, our scalp needs to breathe. So, right now, it is being conditioned with coconut oil and after this, Jamaican castor oil.
1: Jamaican castor And what does that do to the hair? Like, like give some people some cultural information. It gives, like what does it, it do? It
0: gives you. So when I have my braids in for six weeks, I can't comb them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wash it the way I want to. I can't moisturize it. So this gives it the moisture and the treatment that it needs, the deep condition. You know, I'll put a little mask on as well, hair mask, put a shower cap on, sit for mm-hmm. a while, then I'll wash mm-hmm. it out. So then my hair is all ready for a new set of braids.
1: Sounds relaxing. Is it soothing? No,
0: it's work. It is not relaxing because I got to comb through the hair, you Mm -hmm. know, detangle it. Just imagine not washing or combing your hair for six weeks. It gets tangled. That's y'all's hair lesson for the day. I have Brian help me cut my hair out.
1: Oh, Brian, huh? You You better learn.
0: You better learn. Brian
1: helps you cut the hair?
0: Yeah. You got to be a part of the journey. Yes.
1: So, I mean, does he ask ever ask like inappropriate questions? Like when he's like, what would combing be an inappropriate
0: question? Because he asks questions.
1: Because like, if he's combing through your hair and he's like, "Yo, why is the comb stuck?"
0: He's I never said get that.
1: It. I can't get <laughs> it out of this. What are these little things? These little circley things. What do you call these things? Wait a minute. Like, Wait like a minute. why? Because I know that kitchen back there. If you would you like if, to
0: see my kitchen? I know
1: the I know the kitchen back there. The, the kitchen gotta be on fire back there if you have Let them know it. what the
0: kitchen is, cause not all of our listeners understand that.
1: Okay, so the kitchen is the back of the 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 back of the hair and the back of the head right there. That's the kitchen. That's the part where my sister used to be getting that process done. My mom would be back there getting that kitchen. That's when the eyes well up and the water comes yeah, in. Yeah, they do. That kitchen. So you have that last thing I'll say about the hair, you have that wrap on around yeah. your head. So when you have that wrap on, do you ever do stuff like go to the mirror and recite lines from The Color Purple because, like, it's got a whole sealy Suge Avery type of... Th- no? You know? Okay, well.
0: Really, Van? <laughs>
1: Inappropriate? I'm just saying.
0: You know, really? you look like a... Look Who I am I? am Suge. Am I Suge? Am Seely? I Who am I?
1: It be It be You know, like, that that's a triumphant... Th- you know, people say that they use it as a diss, but think about it. Celie, that was a triumphant character, right? She got... Into. At the, by the
0: end, she didn't start out. Now she did not start out that way. I'm surprised you saw the color purple.
1: Okay, uh, so, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh wow. Um, a lot of stuff to get to on today's episode. We normally do not uh, start these episodes in the world of sports, but we kind of have to this week. Yeah. Uh, this uh, a lot of controversy this week surrounding two very, very prominent athletes, uh, one more prominent for what he does on the field, one athlete who's more prominent for what they do away from the arena of sports. Um, just to run you guys back through this really quickly, Deshaun Jackson, who has, uh, is a former Pro Bowl NFL wide receiver, posted something to his Instagram earlier this week, uh, which were quotes from Adolf Hitler, Hmm. Now, it turns out that these quotes that Deshaun posted, which are, were attributed to Hitler, uh, are things that Hitler did not even say. But right. the gist of these quotes uh, was something along the lines of, black people are the original Jews, and if they ever find out who they are, that they'll take down the fake Jews, and a bunch of mumbo-jumbo in that regard. Uh, Deshaun Jackson posted Hitler quotes. So let's make sure that we digest that. Deshaun Jackson posted Hitler quotes on his Instagram.
0: Yes, it said, Hitler said. <laughs> Hitler said.
1: <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Um, and the reaction was very swift. The reaction came in, obviously, from all different areas of social media and, of course, you know, regular people, the intelligentsia, whatever. Uh, Deshaun Jackson didn't apologize and there were calls to cut him from his current team, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. Stephen Jackson, who is a friend of mine and a very, very dedicated activist, a friend, a personal friend of George Floyd's, George Floyd's, who's seen his, his platform explode since, right. uh, George Floyd's killing in Minnesota. Stephen's been everywhere doing fantastic work, uh, came to the defense of Deshaun Jackson. Now, initially, it seemed like he was defending what Deshaun Jackson said. But as I've talked to Stephen and as Stephen has made clear on his social media, what he says he was actually defending was the notion that Deshaun Jackson should be cut from the Eagles. One more layer to this story until we get into the discussion. The reason why he feels like that is because Riley Cooper, who is a wide receiver from the Eagles, was on tape calling a group of black people the N-word, I think back in 2013 or 2012 or something like that. And he was not cut from the Eagles. Uh, As a matter of fact, he shortly after that received an extension. So what a lot of people are saying is that if the Eagles didn't cut Riley Cooper for saying the N-word, he said he was at a Kenny Chesney concert, and he was videoed saying, I'll jump over this barrier and beat up every nigger over there. That's what Riley mm-hmm. Cooper said. If he wasn't cut for that, why would Deshaun Jackson be cut for this? That kicked off an entire three days where Deshaun Jackson, who has apologized and pledged to do better and is working with people to do better, it's kind of gone to the back burner of this. And Stephen Jackson, who right now is the biggest celebrity, is now in the crosshairs of this entire thing. Uh, it was just a lot of mess going on. As far as us, this is the most requested topic for us to discuss. Right? I don't know for you. Yeah, everybody's yeah. been reaching out, asking what we thought about this.
0: I mean, and and, and, and that's one thing, like, I, a lot of it. Why haven't you said anything? Where Where's your outrage for you know, what Deshaun Jackson said when you've been so outspoken about injustices that are happening. And I'm like, first of all, I reserve my opinions for the podcast for the most part. Don't really tweet that much. Don't really get that opinionated on my social media. The podcast is an outlet for me to do that. But I am so tired of people wanting me to or equate my outrage for one wrongdoing To the entire Black Lives Matter movement. The movement is built on centuries of wrongdoings. Now, I think what Deshaun Jackson did is wrong. You can't defend it. Uh, He should have been aware of what he was posting. It was very harmful towards a group of people. And it's wrong. It's indefensible, period. It's wrong. And And there's really not a whole lot more for me to say to talk about that, I don't think that he should be kicked off the team, especially if you're saying how the Philadelphia Eagles handled it years ago with Riley Cooper. I think that you have to have the same t- dish out the same type of judgment or punishment that you did for another player with the same player. Like it shouldn't be unequal, but I just think I get frustrated when people want me to have the same outrage for every single wrongdoing that's done or expect me to comment on every single wrongdoing and speak out against it. I think it's wrong. um, And I can't say that enough, but for me to compare that to the way I am passionate about being a black person into the black lives matter movement, I think is a fallacy. Like you cannot equate my outrage the same way it's wrong. And he should be handled. However, they decide to handle him with that. it Shouldn't kick him off the team though. But hmm. that's, I guess that's just how I feel about it. I don't really don't have hmm. like a whole lot to say. It's wrong.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, so, so Jack's case is a different case. I think that in terms of, of, of Steven Jackson, you see Jack was coming to the defense of Deshaun Jackson. He says, so there was a point where Steven Jackson said that he felt like Deshaun, and I interviewed Jack about this, uh, for an interview that may or may not be coming out, depending on whether or not the company that I interviewed him for has any balls or not. But uh he says when he said he said the next day that a lot of what Deshaun Jackson was saying was truth. Now, what Steven Jackson says is that he wasn't talking about the Instagram that Deshaun Jackson put up. He had a private conversation with Deshaun Jackson when Deshaun called him and said, Listen, Jack, they're trying to cut me from the team. I need some help. They didn't cut Riley Cooper, blah, blah, blah. Stephen Jackson says he was saying that that is true. That double oh. standard is true. He was saying that he was talking about that and not about Deshaun Jackson. Now, if if I'm Stephen Jackson, Jack is my friend, you have to understand why people weren't able to understand what you meant when they weren't on the yeah. phone with you and Deshaun Jackson.
0: No one would understand that. No
1: one would get that, right? But once again, I don't think that Jack is an anti-Semite. And I definitely don't think that there's anything in him that agrees with Adolf Hitler. Now, I'm going to say something right now. Pure evil, Adolf Hitler. Six million Jews, six million others. Right. Not to mention the around half a million lives lost to American soldiers that had to go over and then save the world from Hitler and the Axis powers not to mention the legacy of white supremacy and anti-Semitism that has sort of infected the earth in the form of Nazism after Hitler. There's only a couple of guys that have reached Hitler's level of evil. So you know, there's no there's, in, in no way, you gotta be fucking nuts to put anything on your, your, on your Instagram that in any way is sympathetic or bigging up Adolf Hitler. You have got to be fucking crazy. And so having said that, Deshaun Jackson needs to get educated. He needs to get educated on world history. He needs to get educated on anti-Semitism. He needs to get educated on how a lot of the, the microaggressions against Jews have led to the feeling that somebody needs to come along and kill all of them. So anytime any of these racist tropes about the Jews are repeated, like. They got all the money or they got this or they got that those are things that get blown up and then used as ammunition to actually kill people not just in Germany but in programs that things like that that have happened all over just the, there are a million different things that have happened to Jews all over the world there's no if you know anything about world history you know how what a deadly disease anti-Semitism is now here. Here comes the butt.
0: Yeah. What's the but? So
1: this is the but. The but is this. Stephen Jackson is going to talk with the rabbi later on. He's going to do the work. Deshaun Jackson is going to do the work. They're going to do the work. Well, I don't know Deshaun, but I know Jack is going to do the work because he's got a big platform. He was misunderstood, according to him. I believe that he was misunderstood. I know that he was misunderstood. He's going to do the worst so he's never misunderstood in that way ever again. But I'll tell you guys something. I want you guys to hear my voice. You don't fucking tell me when to talk. Part of me asserting my freedom in this country as a black man is I have the freedom to get involved in or to not get involved in whatever it is I want. I said that what Deshaun Jackson said was indefensible on Twitter. I'll say it here. But what I'll also say is get off of me. Okay. I, I'm not, there's no moral authority for anyone here in America to come tell me when I need to be engaged because it, what it makes it seem as if is that you're saying, Oh, uh, like, like you're, you're doing it begrudgingly, like you're in some way dragging me by my nuts to do something. I don't like that feeling. So if you want to come to me and have a conversation and ask me, Van, how do you feel about this? What do you think about this? What can we do about this? That's one thing. But demanding that I do something. Agreed. Not going to do it. Now, here's the thing. That's another reason why, Rachel, earlier on this podcast, I said, I don't need white people to speak up for me. I'm not demanding that anybody white speak up for me. I'm not demanding that anybody from outside of the culture speak up for me. If they want to, cool. If they don't, cool, just don't get in my way. The reason being is I've had enough of asking and and dragging people into this. I'm willing to go it alone because no one has helped black people. And when you start horse trading like that, this is what you get.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that part. I don't agree with the horse trading part. But I, I, because th- that, what you're saying, the reason I say I agree with you is what, because what you're saying is what I was trying to say at the beginning, or I was saying at the beginning. Don't tell me to speak up, or don't tell me how I, what I should be outraged over. I get that. Don't also tell me that I'm not speaking out because it's not popular. That right. I got a lot of that too. Don't tell me that. Now I still believe that you know, like we're black and to go towards what we used to, we were saying when we first started this podcast, I'm black and I will always be black and I will fight for what is black. But I do believe that to get things done, you have to have allies. I still hold true to that, but I don't believe in this, the horse trading thing, just because I say we should have allies that don't look like us doesn't mean that that gives you the freedom to tell me how, what I need to be outraged on. That's what I don't like. Don't equate, my outrage and passion for the Black Lives Matter movement to something else. Don't do that. But I want to say something to what you said about Steven Jackson, and maybe you can give more insight to this because you talked to him. I don't understand why he said what he said was twisted, because that's what he's come out and said. They, They twisted my words. This is what I meant to say. I don't understand why he won't explain that. Did well, we, did-
1: have, we, we have an interview where he did explain it. I, I, I think people are going to be able to see it. We have an interview where he did explain it. I, I'll tell you exactly what he said, what he said in the interview. He said, what he said was he was speaking specifically to the Riley Cooper situation. He yeah. said he didn't, he didn't even see what Deshaun Jackson had put on, on Instagram till after. And when he spoke to Deshaun Jackson, there was no mention of Hitler. I say all of this to say this. Know what the fuck you're talking about.
0: Before you talk, agree.
1: Like, and and the reason is, is because if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you can hurt so many people, hurt yourself, and then hurt the movement as well. And I think that when I spoke to Jack, one thing that he said was he has to be a lot more, a lot clearer and a lot more intentional about what's coming out of his mouth, what he's represented. He's actually mad that people could think he's an anti-Semite, partly because he really, prior to this, didn't have much knowledge on what an anti-Semite really was or what anti-Semitism was or about this entire thing and the crash course is coming so fast. That's what he's expressed to me. But then
0: it's like, You know, that's why the phrases with power comes responsibility, right? He's he has been thrust into the public spotlight like he never has before. You know him if if you know the sports world, but now he's on a bigger stage because of his relationship with George Floyd and because he's been so outspoken and involved in the movement and traveling to different cities and talking about police reform and social injustice. He has become a face of this like Mm -hmm. and he wasn't that before, but. I I guess what I don't understand is I believe him when he was saying he was referencing the Riley Cooper incident, but why didn't he just say that from the beginning? I think that's what's harder for people to understand because people don't know him like that. You know,
1: let's get out of this mind for a second because what Steven Jackson has said and his way of defending him, that speaks for itself. That speaks for itself. That speaks for itself. What, what, because there was more than that. There was a conversation he had on Instagram Live where some people were upset about some things that were said. Like, this is the bottom line. The bottom line is, in our community, what we have to be able to do amongst us is to set lines and boundaries, even within the community, right, about what type of thought what type of speech is acceptable to us? Adhere to that and then hold each other to that, to that standard. Yeah. If, if, if you come out and you say uh, something that seems to be sympathetic with the Third Reich or Adolf Hitler or whomever, I'm not going to be able to build with you. As a matter of fact, you are automatically my enemy.
0: Yeah. Automatically. I, I think what was so confusing was, and I, I'm going to quote something. I was trying to find this. He said, quote, maybe I could have been more clear of what I thought Deshaun was correct about, but I didn't feel the need to go into a conversation that me and him had about how they were treating him and Riley Cooper. I could have just changed those words, Mm -hmm. end quote. I think that's where it's like, well, just say, nobody's asking you to tell the details of your private conversation, but speak more about why you're saying things and how it's not offensive and people are taking it the wrong way. I guess I just wish it could have been said so much better. And I think that that's, what's just a little disappointing with, with his statements and all of this and the way that he handled it. And maybe we do have higher expectations for him because he stepped out in the forefront and we have seen him speak out and, and he, he does it well and he has a podcast. So he, to me, he chooses his words carefully. So for him to say it this way is where I think people are like, hold up. Mm-hmm. What? You know it's kind of like he means what he says.
1: It, this isn't so much a defense as what it is me looking at this as objectively as I can.
0: Yeah.
1: If you like he w- he was speaking plainly. What he wasn't was what he wasn't doing was speaking intentionally.
0: Mm-hmm. So he
1: gets on there he says, "Yo, Deshaun got a point. Deshaun got a point about this. Deshaun got a point and he's talking about what he spoke to Deshaun Jackson about." when the whole world is going, my nigga, are you saying Deshaun Jackson <laughs> right. has a point about Adolf Hitler shit? I'm like, whoa. Right. Even I called him. I like, I called him that night. I'm like, my God, y'all bugging. Like, for real? But so I think when I, I asked him during this interview, I, I asked him, I said, what have you learned?
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: that's the important question. What have you learned? And I think right. what he learned um, was number one, that he's learned something that we should all learn, which is that we all have a lot more learning to do. Mm-hmm. Um, And number two, he learned that, you know, with the platform that he has now, he will not be ignored. And he needs to be crystal clear on any of the ideas that are coming out of his mouth and out of his head, or else uh, people are going to demand answers. And he could do a lot more harm to all of the amazing progress that he's made Uh, then he he can't do good. Um, And as far as Deshaun Jackson is concerned, you know, I want to see these brothers and I invite them, you know. Um, We have the Museum of Tolerance here. Like, if you guys go to some of these places, you'll see that it was hot as hell in uh, Mississippi in 1812 where our ancestors were out there picking cotton. Hot as hell, ridiculously hot. But it was hot in those ovens, too. Like exactly. People, like like people, <clears throat> uh, both being Black and Jewish, at times in the history of this world has meant that people can just take your life, take your children's life, starve you to death, maim you and beat you, and nobody's going to forget that. The Jews aren't going to forget, and we're not going to forget. Exactly. So there's no reason, there's no reason to wade into those waters.
0: And I hope that the steps that you know, Steve. It sounds like you and Stephen Jackson had a really good conversation, and he wants to learn at the from what he did. And I hope Deshaun Jackson really does take those steps too. And then I hope for for you know athletes, whoever else that that has a platform like this. This is a lesson for you that you realize that you have this this power. People are watching what you say and it can be detrimental if you say the wrong thing. So I really hope you take the time, not just to learn that he did something wrong, but learn that we need to continue to educate ourselves so you don't make these mistakes.
1: Mm. La- Final thought on this. I'm going to say this so everybody can hear me. Everybody. Hitler, bad. <laughs> no good. No good stuff. Hitler, bad. All bad. Another thing about Hitler that you guys might not know. Hitler was inspired by good old white supremacy right here in the States. Henry Ford and the Dearborn Independent. Hitler, if you read some of the manifesto, looked up to that. Henry Ford, creator of Ford, had a paper up there in Michigan, the Dearborn Independent, that spewed some of the worst anti-Semitic bile that has ever been spewed. Hitler was influenced by that and it led, it, it transformed Hitler's way of thinking to a degree and helped formulate the ideas that will go on to kill 6 million Jews, 12 million others. Okay? So it's not like here at Stateside, we're so removed from that hate. We dip our toes into hate all over the place. Now, yeah. speaking of hate, speaking of hate, uh I watched Hamilton.
0: Is that how we're leading into it? Speaking of hate, yeah. yeah, it's not the same in a movie form. But go ahead, give give us give us your critique, man, because you already went into it jaded, like so you, you said, already th- felt some type of way watching it. So you watched it through those lens, that lens.
1: So before I even talk, before I even talk, you're just gonna like not give me credit
0: well, for any talk. of
1: my actual. No, you said, but speaking like, of hate. But when I, but when I say before I even talk, excuse me, let me be let me practice what I preach before I talk about Hamilton, I'm not talking about <laughs> a previous conversation that we had on the phone. before I even talk about Hamilton, you're going to say that whatever I say now has no merit because I'm jaded.
0: uh because of your segue, but go ahead, your segue into this topic.:
1: The segue made it seem like I was jaded or maybe I just didn't like that shit because I didn't like it. Let me tell you something. I'm not saying that Hamilton people that they're not great. They are great. I actually think that I like hip hop too much to be like a big fan of Hamilton.
0: Because you you didn't like the way they were rapping?
1: No, it's like, I remember back in the day, there was this Fruity Pebbles commercial, right? And the Fruity Pebbles commercial was like, yo, yo, I'm born in rubble and I'm here to say, I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. (laughs) like, (laughs) Like, when I watched that shit, I don't. I'm not like in my apartment. Like, yo, this nigga Barney spitting. Oh my god, bro. We need to like Barney, like Barney Rubble got flow. And like, that was me, a
0: really good Barney impression. I just want.
1: I just want you. <laughs> I mean, that. that's, that's my guy. That's actually my favorite guy on the Flintstones. <laughs> so to me, like when I'm watching Hamilton, it's like, yo, hi, I'm Aaron Burr, chilling in the fire, doing my thing. Oh, we're gonna. I'm like, that's can just I ask not you a question? Me.
0: Is that how you think I will rap?
1: <laughs> well, I know that you like that type of rap. And not- Because I, know that I like
0: Hamilton?
1: Because you like Hamilton. I'm I'm not, by the way, I can't rap. They all do it better than I do. But what I'm saying is that like I was trying to come away with like uh because I asked some people, I was like, yo, what's the best song from Hamilton? And people told me it was Aaron Burr, sir. You know the Aaron Burr song? Aaron
0: Burr, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Give me some of it. Give me some of it. No, that's
0: all I got. That's all I got. I saw it three years ago.
1: But I'll I listen to that Aaron Burr and it was clever. There was some bars in there because he, he actually went Aaron Burr, sir. And then at one point he went, he tied that into the term Burr, sir. Look, you're moving back and forth. Ra- Rachel is <laughs> grooving. She likes it. I didn't fuck with it at all.
0: I didn't like You know, he was I, inspired by Biggie. You know, that's like, that's, He's God, he's no, come uh, out. And says, I know you. I know you didn't know that. Come on, man.
1: Can we? He let, said
0: that that was part of like he, not that he was trying to sound like Biggie or anything, but his love of hip hop, his love for Biggie, is what kind of inspired him. <laughs> Your
1: face. Can we just now let the late great live? Now
0: you hate it even more.
1: <laughs> can we just let Big live? I, seriously, question though, like how? Why is <laughs> Hamilton? Why like? I just, I, I promise you, Thought Wars, we won't talk about Hamilton anymore after this. Yeah. Because yeah, I know a lot a of you guys love Hamilton. What I'm saying is, explain to me. I really want to know. Because I even talked to Bill. Shout out to Bill Simmons. Um, and Bill was telling me, I thought, I think Bill felt, a, he felt a certain way about my distaste for Hamilton because oh, he loves he, it. He, him, his kids like it so much, yeah. right? So, and so I even spoke to him about it. And it was like, everyone's telling me, everyone's, you say you don't like Hamilton. People get offended. They got a, they were offended by it.
0: I'm not offended. I just say go into it with an open mind.
1: See, you're not, see, you're not, you're not giving me credit for the fact I, that I'm it's waiting. Just not my Wait, shit. Wait,
0: what am I giving you credit for? That you, that you press play?
1: No, you, you're not giving me credit. What you're saying is that I didn't like it. It, it used to be back in the day. Let's tell you, you guys something. Y'all know common right now as a rapper that everybody gets and understands. But in the nineties, when common first came out, and he was common sense. He was common sense. And it was some real heady shit, right? It was super heady. It was like your comment was coming out, shibba, blah, 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 you know, all of that very rapidly, rapidly. And dudes from Chicago, anytime you said you didn't like comment, they would be like, yo, that's just because you don't understand what that man be spitting. You don't get it. <laughs> and, and once you elevate your consciousness, you're going to be able to understand what common talking about. Bullshit. I i don't like them beats that Common was rapping over in the early days. I don't like that shit at all.
0: So you didn't like the whole... I like the... Were you shocked that I knew that he used to be common sense? No, I'm not shocked feel- at all. I'm not shocked, <laughs> Rich, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not okay. shocked at all, Rich. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Did you not like Hamilton because you couldn't get past the way they were delivering the message and the story to you? Like, could you... And you couldn't get past that so you couldn't enjoy the whole thing? Is that what you're saying? I'm Because it that. is shocking, I will admit. You can be told about Hamilton, but when you actually see it, and they just start rapping, and you're you're just kind of taken aback for a second. It is shocking. I will give you that.
1: I'm saying basically this. I don't like that shit. <laughs> that I, okay. basically. So that, I was like, right
0: in my assumption. Okay.
1: Basically, I don't like that shit. I like, I, I love Rent. I think Rent.
0: Like, I love him. I like all of ra- that stuff. Do they rate? Like, is
1: there a rap and Rent? There's a little rap in There's a little, there's a little bit this of a, a little rap. Yeah. There's just a little bit of rap in Rent. So I like Rent. I, I, there are musicals that I absolutely adore. I like The Wiz. Y'all not going to talk about The Wiz, though. I like The Wiz. Y'all I love Hamilton. The Wiz. Hamilton ain't no Wiz. Hamilton ain't no Wiz, though.
0: Hamilton's not The Wiz. Yeah, but That's exactly. p- partly because it's to me it's part of the culture and, I, and we grew up on it.
1: Right. So, uh, But um, anyway, so I'm just saying, there's my Hamilton review. By the way, I'm not saying that Hamilton was a bad movie that I watched. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that that shit is not for me.
0: Okay. Okay. It's not for you. And and I didn't expect you to say anything else. Why am I feeling like
1: that's a diss though? It's I not feel a like diss. you're, you're just... saying that in a way
0: no, it was predictable. If you told me with the, the see, moment, that, the moment that you said you wanted to talk about your Hamilton review, I thought, ah, I already know how this is going to go. <laughs> but wait, do you remember when Hamilton was in the Cypher?
1: No, what, what Hamilton Cypher? What was that?
0: No, you know how BET, the Hip Hop yeah. Awards always did it? Do you remember when Hamilton did oh, it? Oh, like
1: in the movie when they had the Cypher, in the play or whatever. No,
0: like you know how, okay, you know, BET, Hip Hop Awards,
1: so tell people no, what, what a cypher I'll, is, first of all. Tell people what a cypher is. Because a lot of them know, that are listening to this don't, not, don't know what a cypher okay, is. Okay,
0: I can only explain it from the BET Hip Hop Awards. I can't give you like an actual definition, but only reason I watched the Hip Hop Awards was for the cypher. And the, they break out into different... We don't Breaks. break out, but they but they are in different groups. And the way they started to change it was it would hit like a different version of hip hop. So you might have somebody from the South Am I not explaining this correctly? Because you're no, laughing at me. No, 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 you're laughing. I, love this. This. I feel no, like I, now I'm doing this for no, your for your no, entertainment. No, I okay. want to hear
1: what the cypher is. I want to hear me, what the cypher do, is.
0: Let me do the, the Rachel song and dance. <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm doing now. Anyways, I've, I can only describe it and how I watch it on the hip hop awards, but it's, um, who's the DJ from Houston? Now, I'm not, I can't think of his name. Anyways, DJ he Premier. Does, Thank you. DJ Premier is doing the the beat. And you would have like TDE doing their thing. And then you'd mm-hmm. have like TI and all his people under his label. Mm-hmm. So different labels were representing. And one year they did Hamilton and yeah, they were it. rapping and it was mm-hmm. YouTube. It was sure so it was good. good. And that made me want to see it.
1: Now Daveed Diggs can rap. I don't, Diggs.
0: R- I don't think he was the in there.
1: D- Daveed Diggs. Well, Daveed Diggs can rap. No d- no doubt about it. Daveed Diggs can rap. No, 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 no hatred on Daveed Diggs. Lemuel Miranda uh, is Renee fantastic. Renee did
0: well too.
1: Okay, these people. I'm, okay, I'm just saying Hamilton wasn't. And by the way, a cipher for everybody that knows is literally just a group of people standing around rapping. That's all it is. And then <laughs> okay. on the BET Awards, they do different ciphers from different areas. They'll do like a West Coast cipher, East Coast cipher, Chicago cipher. Yes. Oh, good music. That's what cypher. I said. No, same thing. Same thing. It's just a group of people standing around rapping. <laughs> I was listening to how Rachel was going to describe it. A cipher goes all the way back. <laughs> To the Afro-American traditions of standing around
0: post-slavery <laughs> and singing
1: I'm different saying. songs and throwing the ball around, it's part of the jubilation that African Americans understand. That's you all just, I
0: you just Carlton banks me, and I feel certain <laughs> a certain kind of way about that.
1: <laughs> oh, um. Now speaking of names of things and and and, and categories and all of this stuff, Lady Antebellum uh which i don't know very much about they're a I country band right
0: don't defer to me i don't I'm know saying, much about them either
1: this is one of the more fascinating stories that i think we've ever ever covered here on highland really i think so you don't think so let me pull up the article so this is the situation <laughs> about lady antebellum they they have they have songs i've heard the songs before they actually sound kind of groovy. here's the th- here's the, the the crazy thing about country is if you let yourself listen to it that shit kind of slaps sometimes, man. Because it's based off the blues. Uh, yeah, like, you listen to a couple of country songs, man. That shit, it's like, like... Uh, the Who's your favorite? Name book. a country
0: song. Name name an artist other than Lady Antebellum.
1: Name an artist uh, other than, name. oh, let's see, Sam Hunt.
0: Wow, Dude's, you went recent. I'm actually impressed. Yeah,
1: man, Sam Hunt used to play quarterback at UAB, <laughs> Sam Hunt. I like Sam Hunt. Uh, what's the one that goes uh, uh, Body Like a Back Road? Who sings that?
0: Wow, you know more than me, Van.
1: I'm I saying, know. like, some of those songs- I don't, songs know, I don't look, know that song. Some of them songs, they slap a little bit. We back to Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge. We played that at the LSU now games. Garth
0: Brooks, yes. Yeah,
1: Thunder Rolls, Lightning Strikes, all of that shit. Um, okay. Uh, it slaps.
0: I'm a oh, cultural Smider, brother. Oh, oh, Van, I'm shocked. I'm oh, shocked.
1: Wow. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh So anyway, Lady Antebellum, a very popular country band that recently changed their name to Lady A. The antebellum, um, where I grew up here in, in Baton Rouge, the antebellum home is a plantation home. So the term antebellum could be in there, as it is not could be is it is uh, yes a, a slave term. It you know speaks to slavery times. It means to a lot of people in this country slavery stuff. So they changed their name to Lady A. Now they wanted to officially do this last month to change their name to Lady A. Uh, it turns out that there was a woman, her name is Anita White. Anita White is a blues singer and a jazz singer who already had the name Lady A. Mm -hmm. This is a black lady. Um, So there you go. They're officially trying to change her name to Lady A. There already is a Lady A. Apparently, there seemed like there was some movement happening between Anita White and Lady Antebellum for them to figure something out. This was... Big time celebrated on social media when they were all coming together like they were going to get this figured out. According to Lady Antebellum's people, my sister, Anita White, which I got to give her (laughs) credit for, said, yo, if you want the name, give me 10 million dollars. 10 million bucks. To which Lady Antebellum was like, (laughs) we didn't say that we were we just want the name.
0: We're yeah, not gonna can build we all get along? you, yeah, yeah. Like we, like
1: we <laughs> want the name, right? We're not trying to pay you reparations. We just need the name. Um, so now they are at an impasse. Lady Antebellum now is, I guess, suing Lady A. They suing this black woman.
0: They the what? irony. The irony in the name Antebellum and that it represents pre-Civil War times, they stepped, they embodied that name to the fullest because of what they're doing to poor Anita White. Now, I will mm-hmm. say this. Also, Lady Antebellum, because we're just going to call them by their full name at this point, because we don't know who's, who lady, who has Lady A. It's really, it's still Anita right. at this well, point.
1: It's Anita, yeah.
0: They have been asked for years to change their name. I just want to oh, point that, that so- out. I did not know that. They have been asked before to change their name and they have not. Now, in light of the movement, they feel the social pressure. They're doing it fine. Good for them. They're changing their name. The problem is the irony in you're changing your name. You're taking a black woman's name and then. She wants to get paid for it, but I will go back to this because there's confusion over it. She wants to get paid for it, and then you're going to sue her for that. for, her, And it's her name, mind you. She's mm-hmm. had it for 20-something years. Here's the confusion, and this might be the, the basis of the lawsuit. Apparently, they had some type of conversation now. If it was verbal, it's not really in their favor. But they had some type of agreement, and they both posted the same message on social media saying that. they were excited— that they were moving forward with positive revo- resolution and common ground. Even Anita posted that to her social media. Mm-hmm. And then the next day said, hold up, wait a minute, I want to get paid. Now, mm-hmm. to me, it seems like they, re- they, they had a conversation because Anita posting it seems like she agreed with it. Right. Anita went back to her friends and they were like, girl, are they not paying you for taking your name that you've had for 20 years? That's mm-hmm. not OK. Right. And then Anita said, I want to get paid. That's how it seems. That's what it seems to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I guess if uh, one other thing I'll point out is Lady Antebellum also says that they've been sort of you. They sort of use the nickname Lady A. As part now, of their lawsuit, they say that they uh, applied to register Lady A, the name Lady A for videos, performances, um, uh, merchandise back in 2010. And they got no opposition, including from Anita White. So they said that they tried to register Lady A because it's a nickname that they've used before and mm-hmm. they got no opposition. Um, I don't know if they were able to successfully get that or <clears throat> if, if, they, uh, if they were st- able to successfully get that or if they were never able to get it. It seems like if they were able to get some kind of trademark or register then that they wouldn't have a problem getting it now. But I'm not sure what's going on well- as far as that's concerned.
0: It depends what they filed the trademark for. So they filed Mm -hmm. three trademarks back in back 10 years ago in 2010. They tried to file a fourth one recently, Mm. last month. So those first three trademarks probably were using the Lady A in a different form, not to use it as a band name. So that's where the confusion is going to come. And if she can prove that people will confuse her Lady A with them, she's going to win this case. One of really? the first, I, one of the first IP, one of the first IP cases that you learn in law school is an uncle Luke song using the pretty woman. Yeah. It's like one of the first mm. cases that I had a black teacher. So maybe that's why it was our first one, yeah. but it's one of the first, this is, this is like a popular issue when it comes to artistry. So, I mean. So you,
1: so in your expert legal expertise, expert legal expertise, you think that. Lady Antebellum is probably going to lose this case.
0: It depends what those other three trademarks are for. What I would, and I'm not, and I am not an IP attorney, but the Uh fact that they filed a fourth trademark last month makes it seem like Lady A did not cover who they are and represent them. They were using Lady A in a different aspect. Now, Anita White has not filed a trademark for the name, the use of the name Lady A. So she's going to have a harder time showing that she's been using this name over the last Mm. 20 years. But she still might be able to because they want to use it in the same way. Hmm.
1: Here's the thing. Lady Antebellum needs to be insanely careful here.
0: They already messed up, man.
1: I I know, but they really need to play this one right. The reason being is because this is sort of a conundrum of living in America as a black person. Someone who says they're trying to help you ends up directly taking from you. So because Lady Antebellum wants to change their name to do what they feel like is the right thing, an actual Black woman has to suffer. That is precisely what we're moving away from.
0: It's very antebellum.
1: It's very (laughs) antebellum. Like, she has to suffer. They have to file a lawsuit against her to make... So one Black person has to suffer for the rest of the Black people to feel better about something. That even... That in and of itself... Is what we're moving away from. We're moving away from Colin Kaepernick having to lose his whole career to start something. We're moving away from Mega Evers having to lose their life or black people having to get shot by the cops so we can address these things. We're moving away from the individual black person have to lose so that everybody else can win. And I know that that seems like I went deep with that, but the reality is no. I don't want to see this sister get sued.
0: But so how they can you not see that? I don't know. What's the point of you changing your name, right? You're changing your name because of what it represents, even though you've been asked for a long time to change that name. It represents a time before the Civil War, before slaves were free Mm -hmm. people. And now you are using the system to go against a black woman. And Mm. all because you're changing your name to fight it looking like you're a part of a racist time. It's the the irony in it. It's just it's they've got to stop. They must be stopped.
1: By the way, I'll tell you something. They must be stopped. We must stop, Lady they Antebellum. They must be stopped. They must be stopped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, I'll tell you something. Something that I like is what I wish is that I could have been a fly on the wall for the conversation of how Lady A came up with the $10 million number. Like the friend, the conversation with the friend that you say happened? Because she went back. She was probably talking to her girls like, yo, I had a conversation I'll with them. i tell you. They are so cool. They they seem like they are so cool. Like, girl, you know how many records they didn't sold? they didn't sold ten million records in the U.S. You asked them for a dollar a record. That makes I, sense, girl. We can go to uh, Anguilla. We can go to the Tom <laughs> Joyner cruise.
0: I can hear we can the conversation. To, the, the, we,
1: we, you know how many places with things we can do? We done. You don't even have to tour no more. You know what I mean? You get one of the wigs like Beyonce wear, and and like the minute she came back, and she deserves that. If she's going to give her name up to this big, huge man, give her the $10 you. million, dollars, man.
0: I say 20. I wouldn't have given it up. That's just me. It? I would have just been stubborn and said, I'm keeping my name. Pick something else. Be lady aunt. But
1: how much money would it take for somebody to buy the name Rachel Lindsay from you?
0: It's priceless.
1: You wouldn't sell Rachel Lindsay.
0: Why would I do? Why would I want somebody else walking around being me? I'm
1: ask, listen, I'm asking you like right now.
0: No, I would sure, not I'm sure sell my name. name. I would not t- sell. There's no. 50 million. So that's that's your number.
1: No, I'm asking you. 50 million No, I don't want to sell my name. 100 million. Mm-mm. 100 million.
0: 200
1: Mm-mm. million dollars. Rachel no, Lindsay. there
0: is no number.
1: Let's say Hannah B.
0: Why said you, She why, wanted why to you be. Let,
1: let, let's say Hannah B. said she wanted to be known as Rachel Lindsay and she was going to buy the name Rachel Lindsay. 500 million dollars. No. Would you sell it? You're walling. You're walling right no. now.
0: No. No, I'm not. Wallin'.
1: Five hundred million dollars, you wouldn't sell the name. So
0: you would. Got it. So if so if somebody, so if so if uh who can who who's a person? Donald Trump wants to be Van Latham. There we go. For $500 million, I want you. I want your name. I want to take your identity. Thank Here's you. Here's the
1: difference. Here's the difference though. Here's the difference though. It would be irresponsible of me to sell my name oh. because it is also my father's name. So it, it, I'm Van Lathan Jr. <laughs> no,
0: okay. Remember how Damn, last I time sh- you said I affliction- should have been a lawyer? I should have <laughs> been a lawyer. About to say you're I a junior. Been a yeah, I'm a
1: junior, but you know what? Point made though. Point made. Nah, <laughs> I'm not selling it not to Trump, but I will. I tell you, I would sell it to maybe like Pence, somebody just under Trump for five hundred million. I might. I might. Because think Please. about the 500 I could if take the Pence, $500 million. If, Pence,
0: if Pence was in office, he'd be worse than Trump.
1: He'd be way worse. Way worse.
0: worse. And y'all I'm need to know that.
1: Trump. <laughs> um, speaking of Trump, uh, Segway, I'm like two for two on segways, three
0: for three, maybe. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
1: Uh, Oh, our favorite Trump-loving rapper, I guess he's Trump-loving, Kanye West, is continuing with his push for the White House. He, uh, I guess, showed so up sad. on Forbes to, I say, I guess, I mean, he did, he did this, I guess, to sort of explain or define kind, it, his platform. It was platform. kind of
0: a rally. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of a rally. He was explaining his position on certain policies. Go ahead.
1: Hmm. So, uh, let's just go through some of the bullet points of this. Kanye West <laughs> did an interview with Forbes. Uh, he said he would run as a Republican, but he's not running as a Republican because Trump is there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and this is interesting. Kanye best Kanye both says in this interview that Trump is the closest president we've ever had in years to allow God to be still be a part of the conversation. So, I want you guys to remember, and I'm not in any way dissing people. Trump has had sex with porn stars. He's assaulted women. I don't I didn't see Jesus say that any of those things were cool.
0: No, fan just just point people to the the photo op. The, just the photo point op people of to Kanye him holding oh, no, point people to Trump holding that bible looking bible. like he had never seen that in his entire life in front of a church that he didn't right. step inside of.
1: Right. Uh he talked about the MAGA hat moment. He said he wore it as a protest. Um but he also says that he is no longer a big fan of the president. He says he's lost confidence in the president. Now, there are a lot of things that stuck out, uh, uh, to me in this interview, right? Um, a lot of things that Ye said in this interview, and it's all over the place. I personally think, and I, I'm not, I don't want to diagnose the brother that Ye might be going through it again. He also said. I will said tell
0: he, you, no, no. You don't have to assume an article has come out in People magazine that Kim is worried about him right now because he's have. Yeah. The title of the article is Kanye West struggling with bipolar disorder. Kim Kardashian is concerned. That's what a source is saying. So she's saying that he has episodes that can last for weeks. And this is coming out in light of his recent announcement of wanting to run for president under the birthday party.
1: Hmm. That's the name of the party, the birthday party. Okay. Yeah. So Kim can't be that worried because she enabled it. She enabled it. What is it. she
0: gonna do though? That this but is, this she is...
1: when 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 he when he tweeted it out, she then well he tweeted, she then retweeted it with the American flag on there.
0: Well, this is what I will say. Not that I'm saying what is she gonna do like she should support her man? It's more of she is so concerned with perception that she's not going to make anything seem like anything is wrong. So it's all a part of that brand to to publicly at least support him and make it seem like everything is okay. That's what, okay. that's how I look at it.
1: Okay. So let me give you guys a little bit of TMZ inside information. That article that came out in people 100% came from the Kardashian camp. Oh, almost to the that. point that they would have written it. The, no, there's no, there's nothing to believe. I'm telling you straight up <laughs> that whenever you read something, in a publication like TMZ or People, and it's about the Kardashians, it 100% directly came from them. Directly. So Kim, for whatever reason, orchestrated that article. That's not even people around her who are then running to, to, to people. That's Chris and Kim and the rest of them I agree speaking, even if they come out and say no. So the, the question is, why would you on one side enable that, you and then on that. the other side put something out that 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 is clearly cut, cutting against it?
0: You're giving people insider knowledge. The insider. P- casual the casual person is like, oh, Kim's supporting them. She has to publicly give that image. On people, it's a source is saying this. It's not Kim mm. Kardashian is saying it. You know what I mean? But you're right. right. Usually, when people say source, it is coming from the direct person that they're talking to. Hundred yeah. percent. I've even been quoted like that. A source, Rachel Lindsay. It was a hundred percent me.
1: Oh, you? Oh, you okay, Rachel? Got so Okay, Rachel? Source and shit. <laughs> All right. So this is this is Kanye's management model. That he's going to use. Listen, you guys think that this is an SNL sketch? It's not. I want everyone <sighs> to listen to this. It's sad. Kanye's management model. Uh, the Wakanda management model. Wakanda is the fictional yet fucking amazing country that exists in Black Panther. Uh, the Marvel movie that did over a billion dollars. Might be up to two now. Um, that's so what he says. A lot of Africans, this is Kanye West's words. A lot of Africans do not like the movie Black Panther and representation of themselves in Wakanda. But I'm going to use the framework of Wakanda right now because it's the best explanation of what our design group is going to feel like in the White House. That is a positive idea. You got Kanye West, one of the most powerful humans. I'm not saying the most powerful because you got a lot of alien-level superpowers and it's only collectively that we can set it free. Don't know the fuck that means. Let's get back to Wakanda. Like in the movie Wakanda where the king went to visit that lead scientist to have the shoes wrapped around her shoes. Just the amount of innovation that can happen, the amount of innovation in medicine like Big Pharma, we are going to work, innovate. This is not going to be some Nipsey hustle being murdered. They're doing a documentary. We have so many so- soldiers that die for our freedom, our freedom of information, that there is a cure for AIDS out there. It's going to be a mix of Big Pharma and holistic.
0: This, this makes me sad.
1: Yeah, it's very it's, it's upsetting when you read it like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I didn't even, I mean, I looked over this article and I saw that quote, but I guess I skimmed over it and I'm hearing you say the whole thing and it's actually sad at this point. You know, we talked about Kanye last week and at that point he had not given these type of details and you It was erratic, I guess, for, we've, well, we've seen him announce before that he wanted to run for president. So it wasn't necessarily a surprise, but nobody really took it seriously because of what he's going to have to do to get on ballots in certain states. And most of the big states have passed. Sure. But then for him to have this interview, four hours of rambling is how it was described with Forbes and talking off the wall about so many different subjects. It's alarming, Van. Like, and that, like now it's not. Like, oh, that's Kanye. Like, he's just doing this for attention. Oh, that's Kanye. You know, uh, trying to take the black vote away. No, like, this is Kanye erratic erratic behavior, and it's 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 sad. It's sad now. I, I,
1: I you know, I, I I get that, and you're right, and I feel that I as I was reading that, it it seemed like the rantings and ravings of somebody who you know maybe might need a little tighten up, need somebody to kind of get him some help or maybe focus a little bit. Is there a possibility that all of this is performative though? For his new album? Not even, not even for a new album. I mean, maybe for the new album, but more so just that we, there's always stages in which, which this thing with Ye goes, right? It always, it starts with, is Ye serious? Right? Then it starts with, is Ye, then it goes to, is Ye dangerous? Right, and it ends up in is he okay? And we do this every couple of years whenever something like this happens. Is he serious? Is he dangerous? Is he okay? And it seems like it. It seems like he's never serious. Maybe a little dangerous, but at the end of it, always seems to be okay. So, isn't it us that need to turn the page now? A little bit it is when does this become old hat i'm I'm asking for myself as well because yeah. it's another thing obviously with my career i'm going to be linked to kanye west forever right so <laughs> it forever but yeah d- d- is it is it on us to stop falling for this now
0: but are we but is he okay because if the cycle is repeating is this is he really okay or are they just masking his behavior I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it's, but this is sad to me. I mean, just to hear him talk about, they ask about foreign policy. I don't know anything about that. I got to research it. They ask about taxes. Don't know anything about that. Haven't done the research on it. It's just, but the Wakanda thing got me that I said, you're basing real life off of a fictional movie, Hmm. a fake world, a fake country. It's it's really sad, man. I'll alien what, level super... What did he say? Alien, alien level, level super... Su- yeah. That's not the most
1: dangerous thing he said, though. You know what the most dangerous thing he said was? The most dangerous thing in there right. is easy. It's easy. It's so many of our children that are being vaccinated and paralyzed. That's not true. Mm-hmm. So when they say we're going to fix COVID with a vaccine, I'm extremely cautious. That's the Mars of the Beast's. They want to put chips inside of us. They want to do all kinds of things to make it to where we can't cross the gates of heaven. I'm sorry when I say they, the humans that have the devil inside of them. And the sad thing is that, the saddest thing is that we all won't make it to heaven. There'll be some of us that do not make it. Next question. We're in the middle of a very deadly pandemic. And at some point in that pandemic, there is going to be a vaccine or a breakthrough in technology that is going to help find help us to find our way out of that pandemic. That part of it, the vaccination part of it, will be one of the least new things ever to happen in the history of this pandemic, right? The vaccine part of it is what normally happens to figure out a disease. Now, there are some diseases that don't have vaccines, right? Mm -hmm. Some that you're unlucky enough to get that all you can do is treat them. But what we are hoping is that COVID is not one of those diseases. Right. No one is going to vouch for the 100% safety of a vaccine. But what we are saying is that if you get in your car and use a a safety belt or if you eat food from a grocery store, all of these things have scientific components in which keep you safe. To, on its face, dismiss a vaccine because of some weird, wacky, far-out conspiracy theory that you might have is wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's very dangerous. It is dangerous, but there were a lot of things he said that were wrong. I mean, he even goes into the George Floyd case and he talks about the the cop that was black and it was his first day on the job. That's not true. That was not his first day on the job. Mm -hmm. And he'd get and he basically excuses his behavior as in what would you do on your first day of the job? You know, would you would you allow another black you'd allow another black man to be killed too? It's just all it's it's all wrong from the from the moment he said birthday party to ending it with his slogan's gonna be Kanye West. Yes. Hmm. It's Hope all right. Hope he bad. gets
1: what he needs, man. Hope he gets what he needs. Now, uh go back a little bit. Speaking of Black Lives Matter and things like that, Christian Cooper, uh a lot of people don't remember the Christian Cooper Amy Cooper situation because <laughs> as upset as we were about the Christian Cooper Amy Cooper thing. Uh, There have been things that have happened that have just dwarfed that in terms of intensity and impact since it happened. But just to refresh your memory, Amy Cooper was a woman who was hanging around in the Ramble there in Central Park. The Ramble is an area in Central Park where a lot of people like to go bird watch. Um, You have to have your dog on a leash in the Ramble, apparently, Mm -hmm. because dogs were fucking off the chain in a Ramble at some point. (laughs) Amy Cooper didn't have her dog on a leash. Christian Cooper was a black man walking through there bird watching. And he called her on it. Put your dog on a leash. She freaked out. He taped her. She on the tape was going insane, saying that an African American man is threatening me. Uh, the video went viral. Amy Cooper, uh, suffered the consequences of really putting Christian Cooper's life in danger. Thank you. Um, by the tone of her voice and the way that she was acting. Now, Amy Cooper lost her job. They took the dog, eventually get the dog back, I think.
0: Yes, they do. Um,
1: what what has happened now is that the DA uh, is investigating this up there in New York. Christian Cooper has decided he is not going to be a part of pressing charges against Amy Cooper. He said he feels like uh, because she's lost her, lost her job, have been uh, a public pariah, that she has suffered enough. He says she's already paid a steep price He said he doesn't care if the D.A. brings charges against her, but he will not be a part of that charge being brought.
0: Well, if the D.A. brings charges against her, you're going to be subpoenaed to testify. So unless you just want to ignore a court order and be held in contempt, you're going to have to go and appear. Um, I'm shocked that that is his reaction. Because I am, because if it were me, I would use every (laughs) criminal and civil punishment I could against old Amy without without any type of regret. And the reason being is because you put my life in jeopardy and my life is priceless because if the police had shown up and he let's say he didn't have that video and they had believed her, who knows what could have happened to him? Mm. To me, that will always be ingrained in my mind if I were him. Mm. It is very compassionate of him that he says she suffered because she's lost her job and she's been put on front street and the world knows who she is. And she has a nickname and all of that stuff. But for her to be charged criminally is what he's saying is taking it too far. No, it is not. Mm. It ain't taking it too far, the woman did something wrong and she should be punished. Would Amy show you this same compassion? Mm. No, she already hasn't because she, all you asked was to put your her dog on a leash and she caught the cops on you and fabricated an entire story. I just don't believe that he should be this. I, he's being way too nice. I go go ahead. Cause you said you're shocked. Are you gonna disagree with me?
1: No, I'm I thought you would have, I thought you would see it the other way.
0: <laughs> Why? I don't know. I
1: thought you. I thought you'd see it the other way. I, to me, I, I don't like this virtue disease that seems to afflict back, Black America.
0: Exactly. The, reality, the
1: the reality is that a crime was committed against you. Yes. I put you like this. Christian Cooper doesn't have any control over what social media does to Amy Cooper. He doesn't. He doesn't have any control over whether or not she loses her job. He doesn't have any control over whether or not she loses her dog. None of those things are things that he can control. The one thing that actually happened to him was a crime. And in my opinion, he should seek, if for no other reason than as a deterrent, to have that crime um, prosecuted to the full extent of the law. That's his part of it. His part of it is not to cancel. He He can't control anybody canceling her. That's not on him. The part of it that he's involved with is the actual criminal part because a crime was committed against him. There's going to have to be a part of us. I know it's hard that we're going to have to let go from the feeling of protecting Massa. And <laughs> I'm sorry that I had to put it that way. Oh, that's and how it comes
0: across. Yes, and, you're right. Yeah,
1: But I'm sorry that I had to put it that way, but that's how it is. Now, far be it for me to besmirch Christian Cooper and the dignified way he's responded and handled all of this. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to me, like, consequence is a fantastic teacher. And I'm not saying that I don't care if Amy Cooper gets 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 hired again. If her job hired her back tomorrow, I wouldn't care. But when we commit crimes, we get banged for them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, if we really want to use this as a deterrent, let people see what happens when you do it.
0: Because the thing also people need to know is Christian recorded the video out of for his own safety, but it was of actually course. his sister that reposted it. So he wasn't mm. even trying to get the whole attention from it and say, hey, look at Amy, it was his sister that reposted it. But she did repost it and we saw it and it brought up this entire issue of white women weaponizing the police against black men. That should be a whole crime in itself. There should be some type of legislation that that should be illegal. Oh, there is.
1: They just did it. You saw that?
0: Oh, yeah, the San Francisco thing. The
1: San Francisco thing. Yeah. It's called the, this is so, San Francisco, you're so petty.
0: <laughs> San like, like, like,
1: San Francisco, it's been proposed in San Francisco. Let me tell y'all, I'm like, 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 do, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all how petty San Francisco is. I love the petty in San Francisco. San Francisco has posed the caution against racial exploitative non-emergencies. That is the Karen Act.
0: That's the city of San Francisco. They have a black mayor.
1: Black mayor. They petty up there. The Karen Act. I I, I tell you what, it was probably some drinks flowing. When they came up with that, yo, what if we called that shit the Karen Act? Right. And they, the next day they was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." <laughs> I <laughs> love that. You, oh, they so mad. That's like, there's a Karen support meeting somewhere where they just upset. Um, twisting the name Karen. So the ordinance is similar to a, a bill introduced here in California by Assemblyman Rob. Excuse me, a, a different part of California by an Assemblyman named Rob Bunter. It's using nine one one. For as a tool for prejudice against marginalized communities, uh, is making that unjust, wrong, and illegal. Something that, uh, Bonta had said earlier. Uh, and they're trying to protect Californians from being the targets of hate, um, and prevent the weaponization of our law enforcement against communities of color. That is what this seeks to do. It's the Karen Act. Karen Act.
0: All it's a right, beautiful so thing.
1: I think it is a beautiful thing, so that that's out there right now. We'll see how far that goes. By the way, there is going to be some pushback about that. Like, there, there, there's, somebody's gonna get there. There,
0: Karens are gonna be upset. Karens are already out here on social media saying that calling somebody a white woman a Karen is the equivalent to saying the N word. Like, that's how they're that? no.
1: Do you think that the term Karen is wrong? That it's that it's wrong to call a white woman a Karen? Do you feel like that's a racial slur? I do not
0: think it's a racial slur. Interesting. There are women named Karen. What are we supposed to do? Stop, cha- get them to change their names?
1: My manager's named Karen. She's very upset about it. She's very upset she about white? the whole thing. I have two managers. One is a Garrett. Shout out to Runday. Black. Before you start. He, want, he wanted man, everybody like, to like, know. <laughs> like, like.
0: He uh, wanted everybody uh, to know. He uh, got black uh, people on his team.
1: Uh, black, black. I was going to clown you, though. Start. Before you <laughs> even start. Black. <laughs> Okay, uh, my other manager is Karen Kinney, and she is incredibly close to me. I love Karen, but now she is a Karen. Karen, like, whenever Karen, whenever me and her disagree about something now, I always like, don't go Karen on me, Karen. She hates it. It's so yeah, she's funny. P- you're
0: you're part of the problem. But was Becky a racist term? No.
1: No, so something- but, that, that, but that was something different, though. <laughs> When they, were using the, when they were using the Becky term. Oh, you which Becky
0: term are you talking about? There's more than one?
1: Oh, yeah. There was a, there was a term that you... There was a You don't know what it means to get some Becky?
0: I, well, now I know what that means.
1: But... You never knew about that? You never heard that, that Ply song? Give me that Becky.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, but I guess Okay. A, I, I, a, didn't, I didn't realize it was a term that everyone used. I just thought it was th- just that song.
1: For about three years, we tried it. We tried it. We tried to usher in.
0: Yeah, I was, getting, that wasn't catchy. It,
1: it doesn't now nah, because it's like it's weird. You can't. It's weird. You can't be with a different girl and say, "Give me some Becky." You know what I mean? She's gonna be like, who is this whole Becky you talking yeah, about?" You know what I'm like, saying? Like, right. But we tried it. All right. Uh, one thing to talk about before we go.
0: Unexpected ally of the week. Wrong. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Is not unexpected ally of the week. I do have an unexpected ally of the week, though. Do you have one? Not really. Not really. I have one. The uh, I'm not even going to say his name. The NASCAR guy, the white boy that tweeted in favor of uh, uh, Bubba Wallace. What was his uh, name? Tyler something. He's my unexpected ally of the week. But I got to say something. Uh, he's insignificant based upon where we're going to end the show with what the week of shows right okay, now. Okay,
0: then mine's um, um, Claudia Conway.
1: Oh, Claudia Conway. That's even a better one. Yeah. I see two weeks in a row you swacked me on the Unexpected Ally of the Week. Shout out to Claudia Conway. That's well, great.
0: I'm just trying to give myself some credit before you start speaking.
1: No, I want to talk about this. <laughs> this is funny. So, I watched the video. It was very sweet. So, <laughs>
0: oh, please, y'all. Watch the YouTube of this so you can see Van's
1: face. <laughs> Rachel and Man Brian. <laughs> uh sat down with Emmanuel Acho. Yep. And PK Subin and Lindsey Vaughn. Shout out to Lindsey Vaughn. Um and for conversations. Was it Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man?
0: Yes, it's a series that he's doing. And it's a very
1: popular series. He it's, uh he had it is. Matt McConaughey
0: on there mm-hmm.
1: and they got all uncomfortable. Now, do you know him from Texas, Emmanuel?
0: Yes, we went to Texas right. together.
1: Went to Texas together. He played football, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, cool.
1: So you guys <laughs> had a talk, a talk, and I don't know if you guys know who P.K. Subban is, but he is a black NHL player. Lindsey Vaughn is a white skier. Okay?
0: Olympic skier.
1: Olympic mm-hmm. skier. Very, mm-hmm. very popular Olympic skier. And obviously it was you and Brian. So the talk yeah. was all about-
0: <laughs> And then there's you and Brian.
1: Uh, all The talk was all about interracial relationships. Wow. So, two things went off in my head when I saw this. Number one, well, I know why you came to L.A. now. we can pull now.
0: from social media.
1: Okay, well pull it from so- social media. Right.
0: Wow.
1: Like, this This was... And by the way, these thoughts were my initial thoughts when I saw this. What was it a 15-minute talk that you guys had?
0: It was 15 solve- minutes, not long enough. His initial thought on social media was, yo, Big Rach. <laughs> Big Rach is on an after-school special about swirling. (laughs) Because
1: it was like a a very special... Do you remember those episodes of Growing Pains where it was like, it would come on Thursday, you'd see the the advertisers like, you don't want to miss tonight's episode of Growing Pains. I died. It's going to be a very special episode. You know it was about them using cocaine or some shit like that. Well, you guys were sitting down, there was all this like fucking like soft... Dramatic music playing in the background, <laughs> y'all in this all-white background. And That's everybody's his setup Everybody's bearing their feelings about interracial relationships. I I gotta admit, it was one of the more hilarious videos I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> Why? It, 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 forget, it, okay, forget the setup. Talk about the content. Why okay. was it so funny to you?
1: So it was funny because, number one, Lindsay Von was terrified.
0: It I, felt like, some, I saw somebody else say that. She didn't. Uh, she wasn't in person.
1: Oh, it looked like somebody had a gun in her back.
0: I think she like, was scared of what she... That she was going to say the wrong thing, which a lot of yeah, white people are.
1: Yeah, she was terrified of it. And a room was full like, of black people. A room full of black people. And it's like, it seemed like she was sitting there like, uh, I got whatever you would say, she would be like, oh, of course, I feel the same way. <laughs> um, and it just, the conversation <laughs> was just kind like, <laughs> of like... The conversation was like...
0: I know, seriously. Said. Like, no, like, okay, like Lindsay, because
1: because you said something. Somebody said something about uh, whether or not um, Lindsay feels like black women are going to hate her because she said
0: that, and I said, "Well, yeah. I was that black woman."
1: And and then and, and, then, and then and right away, she was like, oh, well, maybe you're right to think that. Maybe we should start a, a book club together or something like this where I can learn every single week.
0: And it, and it was
1: just, it was, I'll tell you why it was funny. Seriously. It was funny because number one, it didn't seem like that was big rage in that setting. You were trying to let everybody else get off. And I know that everybody cares about that. Everybody cares about like the actual subject of interracial dating and stuff like that. But how did you feel about the video? Like, did you feel like the video? So you didn't feel
0: like it was me. Is that what you're saying?
1: You were you were n- not just that it wasn't you, because you're always you. And you were very open and honest about it. And you just have so much more power when you speak than so many people. But that like that's kind of how you would expect if I was gonna write that scene for like Nickelodeon, like that's the scene I would I would have wrote. It didn't seem like it not was getting to the Now it would like it didn't seem like it was getting to the bottom of nothing.
0: Okay. So this is how I feel. It's, it's a show. And I'll tell you what I, what I said to you when we weren't on the, the podcast, it is not for black people. Maybe that is the inten- intention, but from what I have seen from it. And when I talk to other black people, they don't watch it. They don't like it. They don't get it. <laughs> and, and I, and I'm not saying that against, and I'm not saying that against Emmanuel because I adore him. Be, but, but the original concept of all of this, the original concept was, it was supposed to be, why are you laughing so hard? I can't even say it. <laughs> Do you agree with me?
1: Do you- Whoa. I have never seen something so definitive. What I heard from people <laughs> that I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't watch it. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> they, they don't get it. it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's our first t shirt. <laughs> our first highland t shirt is. They don't watch it. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> they
0: don't get it. Oh my god! <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, like now I'm seeing it from your end. But I, but I, I, you asked me how what I feel about that. So that's so that is that is how I feel. I understand the background of it because originally he wanted me to do this with him. And okay. he want And he wanted another Black guy because he wanted different perspectives of Black people and he wanted a white male and a white woman. It didn't work out, so he decided to do it by himself. And I think it's better for him that he does it by himself. He does a great job. He does a fantastic job. And this is why I say it's for white people because it's not an uncomfortable conversation. If you were hosting it, it would be extremely uncomfortable. (laughs) Emmanuel doesn't make people feel uncomfortable. They're willing to accept... Information when he presents it, and because of the way he does it, he is very smart mm-hmm. so my the only issue I would have with it, with it is, and why you maybe felt like, oh, that's not really big rage one i'm sharing the stage with four other people mm. also, it's only fifteen minutes or less. So how can you delve into mm. more than we're just an interracial relationship without talking about it because, for example, I think what people needed to know is p k is a man who was born in the Caribbean, moved to Canada, went to mm-hmm. live with a white family at the age of 15 and plays a majority white sport. He admittingly said his, his perspective is different from a black man who was born and raised in America. He had a completely different experience. And I think that affects into how he sees certain things and how he was speaking in that room. Mm. There was a lot more that I wanted to say about my perspective and questions <clears throat> I personally had for Lindsay, but- the time didn't a lot for that. And it was just more of us confronting the fact that we were an interracial couple more mm. than having an uncomfortable conversation about it. Cause I never mm. felt uncomfortable.
1: You don't normally though. I don't think that anyone could actually put you in a conversation and feel uncomfortable. I'll tell you one thing about you tried it. Yeah. Just, I, but it's, just, but it's, it's <laughs> but almost it, like a, but it's a big brother. Like, yo, yeah. you know what I mean? But I'm gonna tell you something about PK and it's the only part of it that I thought actually vacillated that it it vacillated from just kind of like whatever to a little bit problematic. But I'm not saying kick PK Subban in the nuts, please guys don't. But what I'm saying is this is when PK Subban says that like black women, or when it's intimated that black women that have a problem with prominent black men marrying white women or being with white women, when he says that's ignorance, That's unfair to sisters. That's unfair to black women. Okay. Now, if you're in an interracial relationship, that doesn't feel right. That feels wrong. They feel ignorant, but they're not. They're not ignorant at all. What's speaking to them is both, uh, and I'm not going to speak for black women, but I'm going to tell you what I've talked, what I've heard from black women that I've talked to, including my mother and my sisters and people like that, is that... uh, America has shown their ass to black women forever. And that doesn't sure. stop in, even in the community sometimes, unfortunately, uh, in every way, in tapping in the lead, in the beauty standard, um, in pay, in safety, whatever way you want to put that. And so sometimes from sisters I've talked to, what they really want to see is, uh, black men come along and be actively part of what makes them whole you know give them that sense of security and i can lean on you and and i'm here for you and i think that you're beautiful and i think you're capable of leadership and they want to see the community lift them up and build them up and in the union the marriage inside of a community is the the marriage is the foundation of the community it's what makes the community like the family that you build and it seems sometimes and once again, not speaking for sisters, but what I would say to PK is that when sometimes when sisters see someone who has an opportunity to do that choose differently, it makes them feel like either that guy believes that America is right about what they say about black women, or, or well, my mom said that she's like it's a it's a reaffirmation. I'll just tell you what she said. It's a reaffirmation that as soon as black men can jump over a hurdle. And get past us that they will, that they'll leave us behind. That there's something wrong with us. Now I'm I not said the for, same thing. I'm not speaking for sisters that feel like they don't fucking care because there's a lot of them that don't. And I know that you said that. So for PK, don't call my sister ignorant. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, I know. I I know, I, I, know I I know that's. I know that's not what he was doing. But if it feel if it feels unfair, dog, that's because it is. But let's let's kick some real shit.
0: My first. Thing I said when we got off mic, I turned to Brian and I was like, I really wish that we could have explained perspectives of where people are coming from when they say certain things because what I don't want people to say is, oh, which a lot of non-Blacks will do. Oh, PK's a Black man. He said this. That's what all Black men think. Mm. That's how they think. And I think you need to understand his upbringing and what his you know, experience has been to understand why he said the things that he said. I wish I could have gone into more of everything that your mom said. That was me. Mm. And that's, I'm, and I'm like, if my exes saw me, they would be like, Rachel, what Rachel's married a man that's not black? Cause I mm. was very much so that. And partly it was because a lot of black men would tell me they don't date black women. Mm. And so when I would see them then date outside of their race, it was because we weren't good enough. That's how I felt. And then I would assume anytime I saw a black man, with a non-black woman that that's, they, oh, they don't think black women are good enough for them. And that's right. not the case. You know, right. just like, you know, people see me with Brian and they automatically think they know exactly who I am and you right. don't.
1: Right. So and it's you just, know, it you know, well people, place. people fall in love. But actually part of that I blame on you though is because in college, <laughs> you just said you were hanging around the football players. And if you hang around a football I ever, players...
0: Wait, 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 wait. You just wait.
1: said, you said a second ago. You said he was hanging around Emmanuel Acho in college. So that makes you was, said he was around, my the he, around the football players. And he actually were in
0: college. Well, my boyfriend was a football player.
1: Boom! Hanging around the football <laughs> players. And, and by the way, the football players are different. Because, sorry white ladies, but this is true. On both sides, you ever see like a, a like an offensive lineman his like senior year when they go to him at the draft? What does he have around him? a white chick and a little baby. They get them hooks in early.
0: <laughs> they, like, like, they get
1: them hooks in early, early, early. You hear them, you, like, you, you hear them girls talking about, I think Tyrone's going to go first round. Okay? Like, me and Mustafa really have a great relationship. So well, that is different. Now, if you start talking about maybe some bus drivers and some shit like that, you're going to see a lot of brothers with sisters. But of <laughs> that, of true. that, of that ilk, those guys are targets. Oh, I'm saying. All right, before they, I get no
0: 100 targets. Now that those guys are targets, it. I watched. It <laughs> it. <laughs> right for targets. four years.
1: All right, woo. Will we get canceled after this episode? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's enough, thought warriors. I have some information that tells me that Monday's show is going to be spectacular. Who I said that? I got some information or Tuesday show, shall I say? I got some information prior to this podcast that tells me something big is happening tomorrow. And that something is going to dominate this weekend. It's a story that we talked about, Ooh. uh, like a podcast ago, maybe. Yeah. I think it was last podcast. Um, and it's finally going to come to a head tomorrow. And so this entire weekend. And you guys will probably just be getting it as our podcast comes out or maybe it'll be a little bit later. So just be on top so listen of that. To, listen Warriors.
0: to us first. And listen then pay to attention us that. First.
1: Listen to us. Pay attention to that. And then Monday, we're going to clean all of the Malibu opera up on Monday. <laughs> all right. I can't wait. I am Van Lathan.
0: I'm Rachel Lindsay.
1: All right. Peace out, Thought Wars. Take your skin caps off.